Welcome to Digital Mitten Podcast Series, sharing social media industry perspectives. And now, here's your host, Jeff D. Haven. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then Hello, you Nick. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to Digital Mitten. Thank you for having me. You haven't been here before, right? No, no. So the only thing that I've seen was on your Facebook, the the build as you kind of uh, would announce it right before you started to release a few of the episodes that you were doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is live in person. Yeah, it's cool. So we're still dealing with COVID. So we got this little plastic thing between us. Hey, you know, I could deal with it. At least I can see you. At least yeah, we're here. At least we're in the same room. Yes. So. All right, so you and I used to be neighbors like nine years ago. Yes, and um, wow, it doesn't seem that long ago necessarily, but when you look at all that, especially when we went to catch up the other day, yes, all the things that have been happening, it's pretty wild. It was apparent that nine years had passed. It just didn't feel like it. Yeah, it flies, flies by. So Nick, from being your neighbor, like... Um, I know you, but those that are listening and watching do not. So tell people about yourself. Well, I grew up in a small town. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's a song. It is. (laughs) Probably a lot of them. Yeah. Um, just like most people, I, I kind of have moved around. I think that's a fairly common theme for folks. I left, did my school in Grand Rapids. Then I went down to Atlanta, Georgia, did an internship at a rap magazine. Um, and came home to work for a museum company. and So can you rap? No. Okay. No. I, 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 I don't, I don't have those bars. All right. I thought uh-huh. we might get the, get a little extra bonus today. No, no, no. no. I'm not Shyla. Okay. <laughs> if you've seen him rap, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyhow, um, but yeah, I, so I have been in the region for the last 12, 13 years. Okay. And... I have family in and around here. So that's, I didn't realize how much family, especially as you start to grow a little bit older, mm-hmm. uh, would play in my life. And it's been great to be back around them and to re, uh, re-engage with them and to um, get to see all, the, all my folks. And now you're working in marketing or have been working in marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so from the original degree is in visual communications. Okay. So I went to Kendall, got my VC. Then I left. Um, the internship was trying to do this digital magazine mm-hmm. and try to understand the market. So I had always been in the marketing mindset. Okay. And that is that had always been something that I was somewhat familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I think, 11 years ago now, I started freelancing with a company, Bulger and Battle, that I now work for. Yes. Or have worked for for 10 years. Congrats. Thank you. So we both have kids, both have girls. Yep. Yeah. Learning. Curveball. Yeah. I still don't know how to do hair. I, so she actually has me brush her hair. She 
likes it. When I brush her hair, she doesn't like to do it. I don't know why. Okay. But as far as braiding and everything goes, mm, yeah. no. I got a ponytail. That's about it. <laughs> yes. Same. And it's not a nice looking ponytail. <laughs> I can do kind of okay, but I still need to up my game. And I really, I thought about going through and uh, doing a daddy-daughter date where she taught me how to braid. There you go. That's a good idea. We'll I know see. some of the salons do that. Do they? I don't know around here, but I've seen it like on the news. That would be a good, like a, a cool thing for community, especially if uh, somebody was opening a salon. Yeah. So next time you, you have go. somebody come in. There's your tip of the day. <laughs> tip of the day. So, uh, so yeah, like you said, you and I recently had dinner, mm-hmm. caught up. I think we were there for four hours. Yep. <laughs> which was awesome. I loved yeah. it. It was but, good. Um, but anyways, we were talking and about all kinds of stuff, but something mm-hmm. that like got my attention. I'm like, we need to do a podcast and luckily you're game to do it. So, um, is a little bit about like work-life balance and how I know that I've struggled with it tremendously over the years. Um, it's something that I kind of didn't really know much about it. And then I got into my first like actual company and really felt like, Hey, I don't have this balance Mm -hmm. and saw how it just, you know, a company could kind of I don't want to say like suck it away from you, but like, you know, intervene or get into your personal life in that regard. And then I kind of set some things in place when I went to another company. And then now that I own a company, it's kind of like, it doesn't really exist, but right. it needs to. So it's something right. I know that I'm working on. It's, it's a goal of mine to accomplish, but I, I know that like, um, a, and I, I mean, I don't want to drive myself crazy mm-hmm. by trying to do it, but I know that I want to be intentional about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. And like from from that point, we had talked about kind of like why everyone is feeling like they have less and less time. Mm-hmm. So the concept that was brought up was this invisible labor or hidden work. It's called a few different things. There was mm-hmm. a book in 1987 uh, that came out specifically about this. And I remember looking into it a while back because I, especially as a parent, was going like, how do I get more time to learn or how do I get more time to uh, be a better dad? Sometimes when you're away, you want to spend a little bit more time with your kiddo. Yeah. Um, What's the best way to handle that? Mm -hmm. And I think everyone struggles. No matter where you are, everyone kind of doesn't know where that lies so moving forward i figured we'll go through at least part of the book start with that yeah so invisible labor primarily was for labor in the household and at the time you know more women were in the household there there was that division of labor the man went to work over here potentially and then more women were in the household Mm -hmm. um during that time, our GDP, right, we, it didn't factor in all of the time that women spent in the house. Right. And for some reason, that has never changed, even though it has to be done. It's incredibly important. Yeah, exactly. And when you, when you factor in kids into that whole mix, I mean, they're, the changing the diapers, the bottles, the late nights, mm-hmm. and then all of the things that they need just in general, as they evolve into tiny human beings, um, they develop new skills. So 
that entire workload, now that both parents are in the workforce, we're in this, this crazy situation where less and less people have the opportunity to either work maybe part-time or quarter-time and then have one full-time you know, worker in the household. Mm-hmm. So that has been a place where uh, I think everyone is struggling potentially the most, especially as parents. I, I hear it a lot from some of my fellow parents. Like, I don't get to see my child that often. Or um, they make the effort to see their children. Mm-hmm. And it hurts them at work. Yeah. And, but they, they need the positions. So I think that's uh, it's pretty intense. And you, I mean, as a parent, what has it been like for you running, starting this? Well... I wasn't planning on going out on my own <laughs> again because I've done that, been there, done that. Um, mm-hmm. And I told my wife, probably not going to do that again. Um, <laughs> but you never know what's going to happen. But right. I'm glad I did it. But knowing that, okay, I was kind of like looking at it and saying, um, if I'm going to go back on my own again, it's going to require, you know, building something from the ground up. And that's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, more time than going into something that's established and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um so we talked about that, uh, Brittany and I, before we made this this jump to launch Digital Mitten. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the biggest thing for me was learning, like, because for a while, like, when I started on my own uh, one-person show, and then I went to work at a company, and I was kind of a division of one as social media. It wasn't really their main thing. Um, it was kind of something they were trying, so there wasn't, like, a team. Mm-hmm. I was the team. Um, and then went to another company to launch digital services. And again, brand new thing that they were starting and not their main uh, service area. And so coming here and starting a company and growing a team was something brand new for me to understand what that's like, the time that I have to spend with them so that they can, you know, be able to do what they need to do on their own and, um, you know, checking in with them and, you know, leading them and holding them accountable and all those different things that, um, limits my ability to do some of the tasks that I need to complete. Um, not saying that those tasks that I'm doing with them are not on my plate cause they are, and then they're important. Um, but it's just understanding that balance. And we've had a couple different people come in and out of the company, um, more than I thought something that I, I guess I kind of beat myself up about, but I know that I'm, um, learning how to find, you know, talent and how to, um, make an environment that's going to be, um, a place that people want to be at and, and, you know, offer, um, competitive benefits and those types of things. Um, so I feel like, you know, these three and a half years have been a huge learning opportunity in so many ways, but I feel like, um, with the time management, it's just, you know, we have a bigger team than we ever had before at the current moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I kind of can start seeing those opportunities where I can step back from some of the day-to-day stuff because they are taking it over and they're excelling with it and it's their passion. Um, and then I can start looking at, okay, how can we grow this company or how can we take a step forward or what else can we offer and do and how else can we be in the community and those types of things and get some of those dreams that I originally had set when launching this company and start putting those in place. And that's why I'm stoked for 2021 because we have a lot of things we want to accomplish and I'm starting to see the connections and the opportunity and like the timeline is actually feels real. Um, but for me, it was tough to like, um, I mean, I think my industry, 
a lot and you feel like this with marketing, but social media is never turned off. And if it's never turned off, I'm technically never turned off. Right. Um, and so in previous places I've worked on my honeymoon, I've worked, uh, when Zaylee was being born in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't think of a road trip or like even a day trip going to Detroit, which is about two hours away and not having my laptop in the back seat. <laughs> um, or even like I have one phone for work. I mean, I have two that I carry, but everything comes into my main phone. Yeah. Um, and so I see people who can like leave that per- that work phone at home oh, okay. and just take their personal phone. And again, with me, like um, I've contemplated like what to do with Facebook because like I can make a different account and just make it for work and just have right. a personal account. But then I look at like all the different things that I have to like separate and stuff. So I don't know. It's something I've wrestled with for sure. Um, but I can't say that I fully have um, have control, I guess, over the time management. I feel like I'm making strides. I feel like I'm getting better with it. But I certainly don't feel like I'm like completely accomplished it, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I think it's it's never done. And because we are, especially um, since you and I have come into the professional realm, it has evolved and changed over that span of time time exponentially. Mm-hmm. So that was um, one of the things that we had talked about was social media. So the, part of the reason you have this business, social media is a complex thing and there are a multitude of channels. So now people are managing, like before they were just working. Mm-hmm. And as an employee at a certain level, or especially if you're in this space, you have to constantly be checking in. You have to understand what are the, what are the latest components here? How can I use those effectively to either try and um, gain some new clientele? Or is this something where I just want to be more, I don't know, efficient in how I'm communicating to everyone? Is this a channel that I'm going to use uh, like personally? Maybe this is, this is the place I'm going to use Facebook as the place where I help my community. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how you want to build your channel. Yeah. But still, it takes up all of this extra time. And that's kind of, you're, because of the cell phone, Yeah. you feel like you're constantly working. And mm-hmm. I don't, so I can't blame my employer necessarily, just mm-hmm. like you can't blame your clients. Right. For being very aware that the cell phone is with me, you might get an email might be a little bit later. Maybe you don't necessarily need to respond to it, but all of a sudden that, that ping, mm-hmm. it, you can feel it yeah. when you hear it come through. Right. Which is interesting. We've never had access to people like that before mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So in the span, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember. I had a flip phone. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. I remember those. <laughs> I had one too. And so I remember s- sending these clumsy text messages and now it's this gamified system mm-hmm. with notifications and everything's integrated right emojis and gifts and yes. recordings and videos and photos yes absolutely so many elements to it so many elements and you think about how much sure we picked up some of that but we've also had to learn quite a bit and 
coming in from this point, you would still like, it's going to constantly be evolving Mm -hmm. there. And you're going to have a whole lot more to learn, right? You're just going to have to keep changing. And that's, that's another thing as people and as, as parents or just, just in general, when we're, we're dealing with all of these things, we tend to get a little bit overwhelmed and some of us are wondering like, where did my day go? Well, you, you have the four apps that you're running (laughs) that might be your favorite. Right. Right. And we know, I think more has come to light about the Stanford classes, Mm -hmm. about how to gamify it. So it would actually physically start to addict you to some of these things. Mm -hmm. And we're just now getting into that as a country, as, as the world pretty much and trying to really get a hold on what does that mean now? So you have this entire changing landscape while you're supposed to be working, but you kind of want to know what's going to happen here. And as an employer, okay, so we do this here, but if I were at another company, would we take away phones for a couple hours during the day? Is there a, a, a clear zone? Do we alter who gets the emails at what time? You know, there's, we're still managing so much of this, this new tech and every single day, something else new is being created that you're going to respond to. You're going to need to learn. Mm-hmm. The complexity of everything has grown to this place where like health, a lot of people can't always go to the doctor, right? Just the funds may not be there or maybe you just don't like to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. But there's all of these resources online. Yeah. So how many times do you find yourself online looking for solutions, which eats more out of your day because you're now your own, well, you're trying to offset some of the costs being your own PhD. Right. And this was what I thought was really interesting. When you and I were sitting down at dinner, um, you just started kind of like listing off the different things that are now sucking our times that most of us don't even think about. Like I know you just said like, the email and the notifications. I uh, was doing a, a wedding live stream mm. and I use my iPhones to record. They record in 4K. And um, yeah. and so I went through and it's a pain, but I, I know <laughs> you can hit one button and it turns off all notifications, but I was paranoid. So I literally went through and turned every notification off on every single thing um, just to be extra safe. But um, one of them that like, and then since then I had to actually go through and think like, which ones do I actually want turned on? And I mean, I turn on almost every single news outlet, which is like 30 <laughs> apps, but I need to know like if there's breaking news or something going on and, and whether with anything, mm-hmm. even though I classify breaking news a little bit different than every notification that they send out. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to just be, you know, get that alert and know what's going on and, and dive in from there if I need to. But yeah. the other thing that I recently did, and this is about a week old, is I constantly have that badge that tells me how many emails are unread. And that red little circle stares at me all the time (laughs) with those little digits in it. And I finally turn that off. Mm -hmm. And it's like been so much relief. Like, yes, I still have unread emails. I'm always going to have unread emails. Um, But I don't have to worry about that number anymore. 
And I just feel like it's like I'll check my emails when I have time to check them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I check them on my computer and stuff like that too. But like just the fact that I don't have to worry about that little number <laughs> staring at me every time I unlock my phone was like a huge like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to save me time. I haven't looked yet mm-hmm. at the uh, time screen or whatever it's called on iPhone yet or the time report or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm confident that I've saved time and that error. And I just feel like relieved from that. But like go over some of the stuff that you said that like we just don't think about that sucks up our time. <laughs> well, one one of the other things I think we talked about was the weird way sometimes automation, like if, oh, yeah. if there's a breakdown in things. So automatic billing. Yes. I have received a, a notice by, um, it was a reporting company. Mm-hmm. And so ended up the system, whoever spit it in or whoever typed it in, put the wrong address. Okay. So I never received this bill. It was from the hospital. Mm -hmm. So because it's just an automated system, it got generated automatically. Mm -hmm. There were no phone calls. Everything was set up to just run. Yeah. So what happened is because it went to an incorrect address, never makes it back to me. Mm -hmm. It goes out. Then there's another automated system. When you don't hear anything from someone, sends it over here. Mm -hmm. Then that automated system picks this up. They go through this. And so it had gone through a few people before it made it to her grandmother's house. Okay. So it was, it went to grandma's house. <laughs> we we get this letter and then I go through the process of about a month and a half Jeez. talking to three different companies and then three different hospitals. It it, it took me hours and hours and hours because this automated system broke down. I've had the same thing happen with some of my orders. Like I ordered from this place, but mm-hmm. this place doesn't necessarily they're not the ones who's shipping it, and right. it's not in their warehouse. Mm-hmm. So then they give you another number to call. <laughs> so you call that number, and at least they're giving you a number. I can't even get a number half the time. I was lucky on a few occasions, <laughs> but that's that in of itself, like trying to figure that out. That's sucking your time. Yeah, and then now people have less resources for the most part, right? So mm-hmm. if you go through, um. People aren't as well off today as they were, say, in the 70s. Yeah. So when you're dividing up your resources, you're trying to be careful. Well, we have an abundance of choice online, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And that choice costs costs us. Mm-hmm. But so does all the research to make sure that that product is going to be worth your time. Yeah. The reviews, the YouTubes, the blogs, the yes, yeah, ratings, all those different things. Yep. Yeah. And you think about how many hours now that likely our parents didn't go through because they had four choices. Yeah. Not 4,000. Right. And they weren't all trying to compete for your dollar in the same way. Usually it was a mid-grade. No, it'd be like one high-grade, two mid-grades, and a low-grade. Right. And you got to pick. And with this wild craziness, I can't even... It would be a really fascinating thing to go through my year and to tally up how often I have to research something in order to see if it's actually worthwhile. Like, have you ever done anything like that? I'm not like an overly research person. Like for example, okay. So this summer 
my riding lawnmower was breaking down and mm. I'm not mechanical at all. Mm. And I'm like, I couldn't get somebody over to look at it. And I'm like, I don't, I can't do anything with it. So I just put it out by the road and sold it. And I went to the store to get something and I was like, okay, I want to get something that I can control. Mm. And so that's battery powered. It's the only thing you piece is putting a battery in. Like I can handle that. So, mm. um, so I got that and I did a little bit of research, but primarily what I do Mm-hmm. is I reach out to my friend like Luke and he owns a lawn care company and he does a lot of battery powered lawnmowers. Like he's trying to be like that green, unique, again, to set himself apart in the industry is having all uh, energy efficient mowers. And so I just called him. Luckily he was available, gave me some information on my way to Home Depot, grabbed the part, you know, the one that he recommended and I was good to go. Um, I'm not saying the battery powered is the best and I'm kind of disappointed with like I have a, a little bit less than an acre and it is okay. so hit or miss on like <laughs> I have two batteries mm-hmm. if I can get it all done most cases I can't get it all done I have to do like the backyard one day and the front yard another day it's it's a process mm-hmm. so <laughs> maybe I should have done more research so <laughs> that I would realize that it was more of a pain because now my solution is like I'm just going to hire somebody they can just do it I tried that's actually so interestingly enough, I went out and looked, I was looking at mowers cause I needed to get one. Okay. I went through and started doing a little bit of research and didn't go with the battery powered cause I had heard the reviews that they slowly lose power as you would go through and the batteries aren't quite stout enough. Mm-hmm. So you would get a really good job at first before you had to swap out batteries. Yeah. So it, it meant more like investment over time. So I went with the electric route, which is still a pain in the butt. I still trip over the cords. Okay. It's very annoying. I want to think about electric mower. Cause yeah. Because you, you constantly have to mess with the cord, right? Yeah. It, it has like this um, arm uh-huh. that shifts it off to one side, but that means now you have to plan how you're going to mow. Yeah. That sounds intense, man. It's, it's not too bad. It was, it's kind of like a meditation. Okay. Almost at that point, because here's... Here's a system. Here's a little system that you set up mm-hmm. and um, figured itself out, but it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, okay, we only have, it's it's getting, it's fall. We only have a couple more mows to do before <laughs> I'm over. So I'm going to push it through. But after that, I'm like, yeah, next year, finding a company. Um, but yeah, so I'm, so looking at like, you know, the constant notifications Mm-hmm. the constant um, interruptions um, with those notifications, but also just like like even for me, like I get lost and I know it's intentional going on any of these apps mm-hmm. and we spend way more time than we want. And I know that yeah. that's, I just watched the, it's called The Social Intelligence on Netflix. It's been okay. out for a couple months, but I finally got an opportunity to sit down and really like watch it. And it's one that I'm going to watch more than once. Um, but anyway, um it just talks about that's their goal is to constantly figure out how to get more time. And like, it's yeah. almost kind of like a part of the the show is kind of like, it reminds me of, um, what's it? In and out. Isn't that that Disney Pixar show is it called in and out. Yeah. It's uh, inside out inside out. Thank inside you. Out. Thank okay. you. That's what I was trying <laughs> to, I'm like, it's close. I know the burger joint. What, what's the... <laughs> I'm not up on my Disney as I should be with two kids, but, um, but anyways, it's kind of like that and how they like throw the ball down and it makes you react like yes. they're like, and that's kind of the back end of it. But anyway, um, 
I don't think there's actually somebody at Facebook that does that, but <laughs> in no, some aspects no. there are. We'll, we'll, we'll dummy it down to the, to the little balls, the shining balls. But, um, but like TikTok for sure. That yeah. is such a time-consuming thing. Even my wife's getting on it. And she's like, I want to be a TikTok star. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but what I look at is just like, um, for us, like something big that we recently accomplished here at the company is getting a really solid um, project management software in place. Mm-hmm. One that's going to reduce emails, reduce an office chat, reduce mobile chat or texting or whatever emails and all those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some of those possibilities on using technology to um, try to help you save time or try to be more efficient. Right. Um, but what else did you gain from the book? Well, that there was, um, I think for the most part, I'm, I was starting to look at further from just some of the basic domestic stuff that we had in the 90s and 80s, but also how life has changed now some more like news you talked earlier about how many apps that you have for news right it's crazy the flood of news and you need to have at least four to five sources picked out you have to read all of them to a degree and then cross-reference each other because likely the point of views are all different Mm -hmm. the information is slightly different Mm -hmm. so you can kind of make up your own mind about yeah. what is likely the case. So now your your news information just got three times as large mm-hmm. news information, but your news cycle your, consumption. Yeah, yeah, your pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if if you add that up, just like pie from the notifications that yep. you're getting from email, all of the social media sites that you go through, mm-hmm. all the research for Things that you're going to buy. Lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah. Or medical procedures. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but you start to add up in each aspect of our life, whether it was like food, your sleep. Yeah, because now with food, I mean, it's always the, the joke of where we're going to go. And it's a question that nobody can get an answer for. Um, I just bought a Plinko board and that's how we deter- determine where we're going for lunch here at the office. But okay. at home, it's like... You know, there's the apps like Yelp and then there's um, TripAdvisor and all those different ones that you can use mm-hmm. to figure out what restaurant to go to and what the recommendations are and all that stuff like when you're traveling. Um, and then do we need to book an open table? And mm-hmm. right now, what's the seating capacity or what's the weight and all those different things? Yeah, and that's you had to also learn that. That was a new system that they didn't have back then. Right. Right. So, and you were even talking about like the grocery store and you scan. And I remember it was on, I was on somebody's website. It was either Meyer or maybe Walmart. I think it was Walmart. Mm. And the new stores, actually, when you walk in, because they're remodeling their stores mm-hmm. you know, as they do every year, but the newer ones actually have a big like QR code when you walk in, scan it and get the app. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can, um, see where everything is like you can type in bananas and it'll tell you exactly where to go and you can type in batteries and it'll tell you exactly where to go and Mm -hmm. so literally like not only are you you know navigating to the store yourself then you go get up to the cash register line and they're talking about the newer walmart's having all you scan so now you're spending all that time bagging and all that type of stuff so is that what you were talking about with yeah that's what you found from this book well that's that's part of it and 
like you you'll have things where previously someone did that for you and now instead you might go through the line and sometimes you would you'd be spending time thinking about what you were going to do next right and so it's just a little bit of your day now that is is pulled back now you're in a different setting you have to two degree focus now what's very interesting have you seen some of the shops overseas that are using facial recognition software linking it up to your credit card so that when you walk into a store you are watched the entire time they know what you're picking up little tags on them well it's kind of like that amazon stores right that they're throwing out yeah 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 so you walk out with your bags didn't even do anything yeah didn't didn't even do anything so i mean stuff like that is coming which is wicked it's it's very wicked, and it's also to me that's that's a whole nother thing in general automation oh, yeah. and what it's doing currently. I know that's been a topic lately. Um, I've definitely been thinking how it's going to affect us and seeing how it's affected our industries. Mm-hmm. Wow, man! I feel like we can literally talk about this all day. So. We're going to certainly link to the book in the, uh, in the description of this podcast or wherever you're watching or listening. <laughs> um, but what are some things that people can put in place or where can they do, go to kind of do some research so that they can start being more intentional in all these different things that are sucking up our time and, and ultimately affecting us ever reaching a work-life balance that actually is meaningful? Well, I think just in going through things, trying to start to pay attention to what you you are doing. Mm-hmm. I know at certain times um, I, I have a list that, I don't know if I will write down and I will see that I'm adding more things to it. I'm trying to do more things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think probably one of the best ways to do it is first to start taking a look at what your day is looking like. How much time are you really spending on like social apps? Right. And start to pause and figure out different ways maybe you could be more effective if if that's your goal. That's the other thing. Like may some people really do enjoy social media. Like me. Yeah, like you. And I think it really comes down to and I'm by no means a professional at some of this. This is just I've explored why, why did I feel so busy? Right. And so definitely I deleted the Facebook app off my phone. So I have to go to the browser. Okay. To go look at it. Wow. That has helped. That's bold. It is bold. And poor Zuck. (laughs) It was one of the recommendations that I had found when I was going through because I, I was just sitting here like, how does this affect me? What does this mean? And like, is this, benefiting and I, I read several articles where it was saying they're so often their parents are getting really addicted to this mm-hmm. and then the kids are just sitting there waiting for more interaction oh i know my kids have said like hey dad put the phone down yeah. <laughs> and you just feel horrible yeah and that's i wanted to be a better person be more there for folks around me and it's constantly evolving this, this is something that is going to change and change and change. And I, like you said, we could talk about this forever. Mm-hmm. And that's why there are experts, true experts on these topics who help 
would like, and maybe that'll be an industry in and of itself before too long. Yeah. People who just walk in and they can, they give you a plan. Yeah. Stay away from these things. You or they download just like this app. monitor you for a day. You know what I mean? And then yep. they could just see the things that we're kind of blinded by. Cause yep. some coaches I think do yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I think a more evolved kind of, uh, coach might be coming in the near future. And, mm-hmm. um, but then again, with everything that's happening with Twitter, who knows what social media is going to look like and how that's going to evolve. We're all going to be struggling with this, no matter who you are. I think that it's, it's healthy to start taking a look at how these things are affecting your health. Mm-hmm. Mental health has been a huge thing during this crisis. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. People have been on social media probably more than they ever have been and you can see the results and the effects. Right. So how do we use it responsibly? What makes sense? What makes sense for you? Mm-hmm. What are your tolerances with it? Mm-hmm. If you put down your phone and you don't go on Facebook for a full day, do you feel weird? Does it cause a chemical change? Do you need to do a detox? Yeah. Like There are all these things that people are trying. Mm-hmm. And it might be worth it for somebody to just figure out what would work best for them. Yeah. I know my buddy, Eric, he works in social media as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said when he gets home, he immediately puts his phone in his nightstand and just goes and has dinner and plays with his kids. And then once his kids go to bed, he goes and grabs it. And he's been doing that for a while now. And he just says like, that's how he balances things out. So it's just like, and I know that he also, when he goes on vacation, he'll delete all these social media apps and then oh, when he wow. gets back, he'll download them all again. You know what I mean? When he gets okay. back into work. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is we can certainly beat ourselves down and like, you know what I mean? Um, but if you just start looking at what things, like I said, just a little email thing, turning off that badge um, that you can start putting in place to kind of get some of that time back. Because mm-hmm. I've heard from some people like there's, you can never truly accomplish a work-life balance. Like right. it's next to impossible. Right. And we're not saying like, Hey, we have all the fixes for that in this podcast. But what we're trying to do is yeah. just encourage you to look at how to be more intentional and how to kind of get time back and not get so sucked into, it's not just social media, but all these, you know, apps or technology or automation and on those types of things so that you can have a life where you feel that you're, um, satisfied with I guess that would be what I would say is like you're satisfied with the time you're spending with your spouse you're satisfied with the time you're spending with your kids you're satisfied with what you've can what you've done in your day as far as work Mm -hmm. um and how you've been able to connect with people personally you know what I mean to keep those friendship going and those types of things um but yeah I mean I know that it's something always on the forefront of my mind is what can I continue to do and just keep taking baby steps in the process. And I think as long as you can see steps being made, I think you can say like, Hey, I'm, I've, you know, somewhat accomplished this work life balance. Yeah. And moving, moving towards something that's healthier because there are several studies out there that if you're doing this nonstop, you're constantly immersing yourself in chemicals and you do not recharge and your productivity actually goes down. Right. So again, just another thing to monitor. Like, well, if I'm on this app 20 hours less, will that affect me? If it does, is it positive or negative? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's so many different components to all of this. 
that um, tailoring something for yourself and really being, is it, how would I put that? Really understanding yourself and where you are in the current moment mm -hmm. would be beneficial for a lot of people. And it would help, I think, with a lot of the health concerns that we have rising and are going to be coming out of this pandemic. People isolated. It, we're social creatures. We're not supposed to be right. in the house all the time. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nick. Appreciate your insights. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you sharing all that. Uh, again, where can people get that? And obviously they can get the book on Amazon, but what was the name of the book again? Invisible Labor. Now that's the one from 1987. So that's going to have at least some of the information. There are a few TED Talks on this as well. Okay. So I would encourage people to start to take a look at uh, Hidden Work uh, was another wording of some mm -hmm. of this. So Hidden Work and Invisible Labor, there are several talks on that. Hours and hours of content out there. So if you'd like to learn... There's a ton of this information out there. If you think it's going to be valuable to you, if anything, I hope that from listening today, maybe it will help someone to take a pause and it will allow them to create a healthier day tomorrow. And maybe that will change their life a little bit, help their kids, help their employers, employees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows, man? Yeah. That's exciting. It's encouraging. So I appreciate your time. Thank you guys for tuning in or, or uh, watching. And we'll see you on the next episode. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, man. Right. Later. This podcast was a production of Digital Mitten. For more useful information, head over to digitalmitten.com.